It is written by Ty Spickable, and today we're going to talk some smack, yo. My simple rule for talking smack is that I won't open up that can unless someone does it first, and then I will return fire with both barrels. But generally, I like to let my game speak for itself without any need to be overly obnoxious. Is smack talk obnoxious? Oh yeah, it sure can be. As an example, take pro player Julian Arnold. Those of you that have seen him play know that he likes to scream in the opposing player's faces, wag his finger, puff his chest out, etc. He doesn't just talk smack, but he downright taunts his opponents. In the NBA, the NFL, the NCAA football, this kind of act would be considered a penalty because those leagues are worried it might escalate into a fight. But I think the MLP and the PPA enjoy Arnold like smack talk because it creates a little drama for their leagues. Anything for attention, right? Yeah. For me, it feels like the old childhood tit-for-tat game of I'm bigger than you. Yeah? Well, my dad can beat your dad up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, really? You think so? Oh, well, I Anyway, you remember those juvenile arguments. But probably the most important question to ask is if taunting his opponents helps Arnold's game or hinders it. I'm not so sure because I've never seen him be anything but boisterous on the court. I tend to think that overall, smack talk is a waste of energy. And when we're too jacked up on the court, it's really difficult being in the eye of the hurricane. In other words, the zone when you're always flying around outside the eye with too much wind in your sails. The flip side of Arnold is the Johns brothers. They talk very little smack, if any, and their game comes from a place of relaxed intensity and 110% composure. If I'm coaching someone in pickleball, I point to the Johns example over Arnold and others like Matt Wright any day. And in fact, I love watching the Johns play guys like Arnold and Wright because cool hand Luke composure seems to beat smack talk almost every time. The one exception was in the recent MLP event where Arnold bested Ben Johns and a partner I couldn't name now if I tried. Okay, let me try. Um, Tyler Loom? Yeah. Anyway, let me reiterate. Staying calm under fire is an art in pickleball. And I believe a much better passage to the zone than if you're constantly barking. Again, that is my personal preference. You do what you want. I like to let my game bark for me. No need to tell people you're great. Just be great and let others talk about you. Is there a good time to talk smack, you ask? Yes. When you're playing with your buddies and having fun, by all means, light smack talk is almost mandatory and constant. But when you're puffing your chest out and wagging a finger in their faces, no. What's the point of that? To belittle or demean your opponents? I get really upset when I see players demean others on the pickleball court. I came to pickleball from basketball, a game filled with quite a bit of smack talk and bravado. You want some of this? And one of the things I immediately enjoyed about pickleball was its lack of that kind of behavior. Pickleball seemed very cordial, inviting, and a positive communal experience. But now the sport's getting more popularized and maybe the stakes are rising as are the players' temperatures and attitudes. You ain't got no game. However, you have to do what works for you. If you're in competition and you honestly believe the smack talk is gonna help you achieve your goals, by all means, go there. Once again, though, 
I feel like it hinders you from the zone and creating some kind of what I like to call mystical play. I do not think you can reach a place of mystical play on a consistent basis if you're barking. But if you're just playing rec ball, what is the point of derogatory smack talk? You so ugly? Oh, I'm ugly, huh? You think I'm ugly? Yeah, you're... You know what I'm saying here. Let's not confuse smack talk with cheering when something goes right for you and your partner. When I'm in competition and say my partner makes a great play, heck yes, I cheer them on. Or let's say our backs are against the wall, we come from behind with some gutsy play and we win, heck yes, I root us on. But I never do this in the direction of my opponents in the slightest. It is strictly between my partner and I. But I do that typically only in competition where the stakes are a little higher than they are in rec play. In rec play, I may cheer if my partner and I win a really amazing long rally or something. Hell yeah, I cheer in that case, but again, it is never meant to demean my opponents. To sum up this podcast, I let my game do the barking for me. And when it's over, when it's over, I like to look my opponents in the eyes and I let them know how much I kick their ass. I mean, I look them in the eyes, win or lose, and I say, good match. And if they kicked my ass, I usually will say something like, you played great, you kicked our asses. Okay, so that's today's podcast. The long and short of it is let your game do the talking. Also, in the notes for this podcast, you can find a link to subscribe to this podcast. And if you'd like to be just slightly generous to help me out, you can even donate a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars a month. If you want to donate, you know, 10,000, that'd be cool too. The other thing is, I have a book coming out in about a month called How to Play Better Pickleball. And I'm giving away the first 20 copies to whoever emails me first, their full name and address to rick at bitesizepickleball.com. That's rick at bitesizepickleball.com. Okay, there's only one way to close this podcast, and that's with a big Andiamo! Bite size. Bite size.